I should have picked a better location than the closet to be quarantined in because god damn it's lonely in here What's up, everybody? This is Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another Locked in the Closet series. Today, we have Ben from RuneScard. Uh, I've known him for a long time. I would say I've known about him more than I know him personally in the yesteryear, back when he was in his old band, and we might might get into that a little bit, maybe, kind of, sort of. But today, uh, it's a pleasure because... He's just he's just such a him and his people are such a staple in the in the metal community here in in Austin, Texas and throughout Texas. And he has all kinds of hobbies and fun stuff that we're going to get into today. So without further ado, take it away. <laughs> I know, dude. And I know we've been trying to connect for forever and a half. And, and you know, you've been of course i was in lano every damn time you're like hey why don't you come you know come down hang with me and chris and as much as i'd love to it's just that hour and a half drive to and from but uh even though uh, even though now ironically i'm in austin uh <laughs> and we still can't be in the same place together i'm glad that we finally get to to get uh, sit down and chat and shoot the shit dude yeah, you've you've been you've been on my to get list for a while. Uh, I feel like you it's all my fault too. Like I totally <laughs> take that blame. I like it's, it's and I apologize for that. <laughs> no, no, I I I um I, I've been a fan of your music uh, uh, for a long time. Um, it, it really it, it was for me. It was like an acquired taste because at that time, I guess whenever. I was first introduced to you uh, when you were in your former band uh, prior to RuneScard. I wasn't really, like, again, you know, it just wasn't my thing, but after kind of, like, putting it on repeat and just kind of absorbing it and let it soak in, dude, you you guys have that just classic metal sound, if that, makes, if that makes any sense. No, no, it absolutely does make sense because that is, that is the mold from, from which we, you know, we sort of fashion each song. I like to consider each, especially with RuneScard, it wasn't as, the latter years of Dead Earth politics were uh, were kind of the primordial years for, for RuneScard, you know, and, and, and though we, we don't, we're not denim and leather, we, uh, we definitely are, the, 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 the core foundation of each tune is, is the denim and leather uh, foundation, of course. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So you know, I know, I totally know. I think I know what you mean when you say the classic, you know, the metal. Yeah, Chris. Chris has been a big help in in my musical, I guess, musical knowledge base of understanding the music that I, I guess, was introduced to mm-hmm. in like the mid two thousands, late two thousands, came from you know, not the ashes of, but the influence from the previous, you know, nineties, mm-hmm. eighties, stuff like that. So he sent me down, he sent me down history lane and said, all right, Ryan, you need to listen mm-hmm. to Metallica 81 to 86 and then get back to me. 
Well, like, you, you, Metallica was uh, was homework for you. What what yep. was your introduction to metal then? Well, my I was so in the Marine Corps. I it's just with any military occupation, not occupation, but there's like for example, mechanics were rough, were rugged. You know, we cuss a lot. You know, just like in the Marine Corps, it's you know sailor speech and whatnot. But my introduction to metal was like at the gates. Um, okay. Um, all shall perish, kill switch, all that remains in, in that vein. But like what, I guess like my introduction to rock, which we were just talking about at the noise factory was, uh, breaking Benjamin. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? Oh God. Some of the names I don't even want to say like saving, uh, was it saving Abel? Saving Abel. Saving Abel. I mean, just, just some, you know, five finger death punch when they first came out. Don't be don't be afraid to say anything that you anything that you you enjoy, man. It's it, it, I'm I'm a firm believer that uh, unless you're hurting somebody uh, with with your pleasure, no pleasure is guilty. Yeah, uh, this, that's a good way to look at it. it well, I mean, it, and it's and, and I, I any chance I can to get on the soapbox, especially when I'm talking to you know ATX Metal Podcast, we're talking about metal because it's a problem that is incredibly pervasive in our culture in yep. the heavy metal culture it's like oh you listen to the you know oh you listen to that well that's not real metal <laughs> or you, you listen to something that's not metal well, you're gay and then you have to go well i'm not 15 so gay isn't really an insult to me anymore it's irrelevant off. yeah and second of all i don't really give a shit about your opinion and but that's you know that's the thing is that a lot of people do give a shit about a lot of other people's opinions Mm -hmm. and i was one of them for many 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 years and uh, until uh almost embarrassingly relatively recently in like the last four or five years i've opened myself up to you know like metalcore i was always like man fuck metalcore fuck all of that and and still i'm i'm about fuck a lot of metalcore um, <laughs> yeah. but, well, I mean, the, the, the thing is when you get into a different stem of this tree, when you get into different subgenres, yep. there's a lot of rinse and repeat, you know, uh, I, and, and I, I even remember that there were bands that there was a band that we played with, with dead earth politics, uh, uh, I won't mention their name cause they're relatively good dudes. But, um, I remember Ernie telling me, uh, Ernie was the guitarist for dead earth politics before, um, Tim joined up, uh, founding member. And um, he, he was having a conversation with, with this guy. And of course, it, it, the dude, the, the guitarist jammed on a, on a fucking Confederate flag Dean, you know. Okay. And so it's like, what are your influences? Pantera. Okay, yeah, but besides Pantera, what are your influences? Pantera. And having Pantera as an influence is absolutely, absolutely fine. I fucking love Pantera. But if you, if you go into a band, you go, I want my band to sound like Pantera. You get into the rinse and repeat. And then it just becomes a copy of a copy of a copy. And it just, it sounds like crap Yeah. Uh, to me, my opinion, again, this is all my opinion. Mm-hmm. So you might love the copies and copies and copies, and you absolutely should embrace it if you love it, but don't, you know, don't ever let anybody's opinion about something influence your opinion about that thing. Again, unless that thing is harming um, yourself or anybody else. And because of that, I am discovering bands that like I, I i had zero interest in parkway drive why because i was supposed to not have interest in them because i was true metal whatever <laughs> i fucking love parkway drive <laughs> and, yeah 
it's a good it's a good thing I guess that I, that I learned like because because now I have an entire discography to go through and I don't have to wait a couple of years for their next album to come out right you know, I can go through higher I can you know I can go through all their uh, all their new shit um, and, and that's the same thing with a lot of stuff even outside of metal yeah, I'm gonna share something with you that I think is hilarious part of this I, I'm, t- I'm totally taking this over <laughs> many apologies to you and your listeners but um, we'll, so, we'll, we'll arrive one day. <laughs> somebody in I think the I think the Facebook group is world metal scene or whatever which is generally a pretty kick-ass group but you know you have your fucking trolls in there and just like anywhere else and somebody posted this video and said we gotta put a stop to this this is look what they're doing to our music and whatever and this is terrible and they posted a video of uh, it was uh, Poppy and the song was Concrete um, okay. have you ever heard of Poppy? I, it, it rings a bell Okay, so it's it, it, uh, I I want to say that most people who are unfamiliar with Poppy will equate her to kind of baby metal stuff, you okay. know, and you know how polarizing baby metal is. Yep. Well, somebody they dropped that in there, and they're like, "Look at this, and it's terrible," and blah blah blah. So I looked at it, and I fell in love with it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, this is brilliant! <laughs> this is brilliant!" And to this day, I'm a, I'm I'm a huge Poppy fan, though ironically, because she only started mixing metal elements in her music, like in the last album and the album previously. I actually like her electronic stuff a lot a lot more. But um, well, I'm gonna I mean, check that cool. out now. Huh? I'm gonna have to check that out. Put it on my uh, put it on my lesson list, I guess. Yeah, dude, check it. Check out uh, Concrete and um, bite your bite your teeth. Actually, her whole last album X is is is, is pretty fucking pretty fucking ma- amazing. It's so weird and disjointed and strange. And you, you talk about acquired tastes. <laughs> this is an acquired taste. But if you like it, she it, the tour is postponed until 2021. But she is actually going to be on tour opening for Deftones and Gojira. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Really, really interesting stuff. And anyway, so there's, and also I like ghosts. So fuck you, neckbeards. <laughs> <Fuck all this. laughs> We've I'm lost so- it, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. That, God damn. Just, whoo. And that one got me. That one got me. Um, I'm sorry. Um, well, man, that, God. So much to talk about. Well, let's, how 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 has COVID treated you as mm-hmm. as a person? I mean, just you mm-hmm. can get into as much as you want to, um, or as little. It doesn't matter. But uh, just how how are you doing? What are you seeing in your neck of the woods? I mean, also back in Lano, stuff like that. Give us yeah. a give us a pulse on you know your day to day from when it started to current. Well, okay, so it, it's really interesting because when all of this started to peak. Um, was when I was in LA pitching a movie to studios, but we were actually in LA. Uh, my my partner Tracy and I. Um, um, uh, so two thirds of Indignant Dog Films were pitching a pitching the feature version of our short film, and um, so at this time California and LA and and, and um, well the Bay Area and LA were really the hot spots. For for this, what right? time frame and was this? 
This was in April. April, okay. Uh, no, 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 March. Okay. This was in March. Yeah, yeah. So so nothing was on lockdown. Nobody was in a state of emergency yet. It was still all, you know, what is this? You know, oh, it's just affecting the elderly and the and the and the youngins and, and all the stuff. No masks. Uh, I mean, when I was on the plane and, and hopped off the plane, I took my mask and people were laughing at me about it, of course. And I was kind of laughing at myself because I have this beard and it just doesn't fucking work. Right. And I saw a few masks here and there. Uh, but it was L.A. was pretty. It was still alive, but it wasn't like what you what you it, it would expect. Right. right. You know, there was no gridlock ever. And I was on all the thoroughfares, no gridlock. I was able to get into into restaurants and run into famous people with no issue at all. Then by the end of our trip, that's when the shit started happening. When we were flying back, it got to a point where it, and it escalated really fast in that week. We were wondering, we were actually really concerned if we were going to be able to get on a flight out because, you know, there were rumblings of, you know, um, people being grounded and, and, you know, oh, what if, what if California gets, you know, blocked off from everywhere else? But fast forward, we got, we got back and uh, I flew into Austin, but went straight to Lano and um, Lano at the time, you know, cause it's, it's 3000 people. It's also very, very conservative. And, and you know, as well as I do that, I, I don't have any problem with, uh, I'm conservative in many aspects, but I'm not, I'm not conservative to a fault, right. which is what, where a lot of these rural towns are. Um, and, and it's, I speak in generalizations because Lano also has plenty of people who are smart. I, I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. say smart and stupid. That's 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 unfair. Who 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 trust science, you know? And I've had conversations with people going, "Well, the conservative scientists scientists say that." I'm like, "There's not many politics in that. It's there's peer reviewed, and there's proven, and then there's disproven and peer reviewed again. That's not liberal or whatever." Yeah, but. Even with all of that, Lano at the time was okay. And in fact, they were running pretty hard on only like three cases for a little bit. So I, I, I wasn't personally affected by it because I had an acre and a quarter of land and, and that's just kind of where I was all, all the time. So I was, I was kind of by default sort of sheltered uh, from everything. Well, then, you know, all that shit started to change. You know, rural Texas really started being affected by it. Um, yeah. And then I moved to, I moved back to Austin um, at, at the beginning of June, well, more like the middle of June. Uh, and of course that's when, that's when everything just started to go you know, yep. right back up. I had actually moved here right as businesses were opening back up, like the week that businesses were opening. So it was like up. middle of May. No, no, there was uh, well, when I was, Oh, maybe like uh, a stage two, like end of May, June ish. Okay, well, I was gone. I was gone long enough that maybe I don't. I don't remember, or I don't know proper the which businesses were uh, opening up at what time. But I remember because uh, I I went to a co working space and they were telling me that they they were just opening back up. So maybe it was just them. Maybe they were maybe they were doing something in, uh, separate or or something like that. And I just kind of bundled it all up. Then I would just go to there. I would go there, and then I would go. Uh, at that time, I was staying with my dad in, in his apartment. My dad's seventy-three, and my dad is one of those. My dad is actually uh, one of the um, uh, conservatives who 
question all of it. He still wears his mask. He's he's not one of these idiots that goes out and like I'm gonna go like doorknobs and you know dry hump strangers and shit. <laughs> well, um, I mean that's a Tuesday for me, so I know. But you wear your mask. So I do. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, it, the first the first week of June, everything was looking okay. So I'm I'm kind of fucking up the timeline here and bouncing back and forth. It's okay. First week of June, everything was was okay. So before I moved. Proper to Austin, I went to Florida to visit my little brother, James, um, and went to Reddington Beach, and I fucking needed it, man. Oh, my God. Just all my personal life, every, my professional life, everything. I just wanted – and COVID, you know, and I just wanted to get away. And like, oh, okay, I'm getting there the weekend. The bars are opening back up. All numbers are starting to look okay. I get there on like a – I drive, I, I drive, you know, so I got there on a Tuesday. So a couple of days after the bars first opened up. Brother and I, my little brother and I went to an open mic. We hung out. My brother tore it up because he's way more talented than I ever could be. <laughs> uh, went to the Keys, just kind of had a good time, drove back, relaxed, decompressed. Next week, I find out that whole area became a hot spot. It was on fire. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was on fire. Fast forward a couple of days, you know, uh, after I get back on uh, Sunday, my brother calls me and he's like, I feel like shit and I can't taste anything. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck my titties sideways. Shit. Uh, I mean, it's nothing to laugh at, but it's just very coincidental or ironic. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Well, um, I, uh, he, he, he did get a positive, um, uh, and he's fine now. He's totally fine. Um, he, I think he got it at open mic night, but I don't think he, if he got it at the open mic night that I was at, it's because, and I didn't get it. There were very few people there. I did stupidly shake hands because it's habit, um, and, and but I did not perform, so I was not on the mic. And I know that he did the following Tuesday as well, and I think that that was enough time for it to kind of spread around yeah. to, to his health. Uh, but, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him, and he's like, and it feels like an STD call, like, hey, that's me giving you AIDS, you know? <laughs> um, like, that's weird, you're my brother, so I don't know. I don't know but, how that works. Um, you know, I'm sitting here across from my 73-year-old father. My brother's telling me that he's he's got COVID, and I'm like, I just killed my dad. You're like, Phenomenal. man, way to so go, that, bro. Yeah. So I went immediately. It was that was like at noon. I immediately went to a, a, you know a two-hour line right around the corner to get swabbed. I'm just really nervous at any tickle in my throat, any any headache I might have for the whole week, and then uh, got the you know got the negative. So whether I was positive and got a false negative, I don't know, but I'm taking the negative as a victory in writing. Yeah. yeah. And so now, you know, here we are, we're, we're doing all of this. And, uh, and I, as I was telling you before we, we clicked on, um, you know, I'm making a, the, the, the film aspect of everything. I mean, obviously, you know how it's affecting music and oh. how, it's, how it's affecting all that stuff. Yes. Uh, the, you know, the music industry is, you know, I, the bands will survive the, industry the 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 underground support for those bands not so much yeah you know so everybody's having to be creative uh as far as bands go and everybody's putting whatever money they can in to help as much as possible the clubs that aren't getting help but the movie industry is still going yeah tell us tell us a little bit about your uh your your movie stuff man so i'm about to shoot i'm directing a film uh, written by a uh uh, a gentleman out of Big Spring, uh, out of DFW, 
his name is Phil Guitar, and that is his name. Phil Guitar is like the most rock and roll name That's ever. That's so metal. I know, and and he is he's metal. When we when we got together and and uh, were scouting, we waxed heavy metal. It was great. Um, but we're shooting in Big Spring next week. Uh, next week I will be there. Um, and COVID is, it, uh, of course, re- you require certain like how are you going to do that? How are you going to not spread this thing? We don't. We, we can't do what we can't do what Hollywood does. We can't afford to put people up for two weeks in quarantine before and after. We, yeah. we just can't do that. It's not reasonable. So, well, we are a safe set certified production. And we require that everybody who is on, on cast and crew, they're all registered uh, or, or they're, they're all safe sets, safe sets certified for COVID. Can, we have you, a COVID compliance officer who is also not just safe sets certified, but also COVID compliance certified. We've got sneeze guards and stuff. We've got uh, we're going to be providing masks. Everybody, it's all going to be outside. And so everybody should be six feet apart but that's not going to be we're not going to be able to do that all the time. So what we're doing to kind of counteract that is everybody is staying in. Uh, we've got uh, the, the talent have their own hotel rooms, uh, as does Phil and cast uh, and the other crew are split across two houses. So everybody has their own unit. This is kind of what Hollywood's doing is having pods, yep. certain pods. Usually what they do is they're like, there's the camera pod. Uh, then there's the director's pod and then there's uh, a grip pod or, 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 or genie pod and stuff like that. We can't do that. So all the pods are kind of mixed up, but at least this way it's a little bit easier track. So we are, we are tracking. We're doing the temperature before everybody goes in um, throughout the day. And, and so, yeah, I mean, that's in a nutshell how COVID has affected us. And, and, you know, to kind of bookend it with how it started, which was us in LA pitching our, our film, the pitch went fucking great. Well, it went really good. well. They asked to see a script and then Hollywood <laughs> shut down. Is, is that a, I'm sorry, you sounded a little shocked and surprised and you're like, they asked to see a script. Is that like uh, the next level? Uh, it's, it, it's one of many next levels. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When you so you can you can pitch uh, you can either pitch on an idea and then have have a script commissioned and you write to spec and then they and then they get it and then they decide if they like it or not and maybe they'll buy your maybe they'll buy it and you can make it or maybe they'll just buy the IP and have somebody else do it so when you see like a, a list of five different screenwriters in the in the credits that's because they bought it from this person and then they had this person rewrite it and then this person rewrote both of those persons things oh wow. But yeah, yeah, it, and, that, and that's it's kind of it's kind of wild. I didn't know that. Um, but uh, but yeah, we didn't have a script. We just had the short film that they uh, had had screened for us. They were very kind, and and I memorized this eight page pitch and performed it for them, and they 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 really enjoyed it, and they were uh, hung out with them afterwards, and they're like, yeah, we want to see the scripts. We're like, yes. All right, now we're gonna buckle down and, and do a script, and then COVID locked everything down, and like. Two weeks later, Hollywood shut down, and so the script is on ice, and and so we're doing other stuff, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, it, it sounds it sounds like just just from because I've me you and I have never really dove into your your film your film background, uh, which right. I'm which I'm thoroughly interested in, only for the fact that my wife is a horror film be like the lower level horror film she's a fan of that stuff the, the worst 
films are the best films hey, sort of dude, thing. We have we have this thing. Well, we'll we'll probably start it back up here in a month or so. Uh, she calls it Slasher Sunday. We do it mm-hmm. one we do it once a month. It's typically in the fall winter time, just you know whatnot. And we play one of the worst horror flicks you could ever get your hands on. That's fantastic. And she, she has she has like a you know the the whole spread of food, chips and salsa, <laughs> drinks. She's got <laughs> she's got stuff all throughout the house that are you know just murder mystery stuff and like all this. And but it's just it's like this whole other and like our house transforms. And because to her, Halloween is the number one holiday mm-hmm. in in the calendar year, and yeah. she goes all out. She do she even do you remember? I think it's the movie um, "The Hills Have Eyes" where they had the bobblehead nurse. Uh, are you talking the the or, original or the remake? I whatever the I would assume the remake. So the newest. Oh, okay, one. I haven't seen the remake. Okay, well I know that she hand built or crafted her own bobblehead mask. I'll send you a picture of it, man. She Dude. she really went above and beyond how, and even she even did like the quirky walking stuff too. Like mm-hmm. when she was out and about, she had like a nurse's outfit that she stained with tea bags and dirt and some other stuff. Like she really gets into it. Um, so I honestly would love to just pick your brain offline sometime about, uh, or even yeah. just like I would love personally between me and you because she doesn't yeah. listen to this shit. So I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> so I would love to bring her to one of your shoots whenever it's kind of horror related, if that's if that's doable. Yeah, when it's when when COVID's not as much of a thing, because um, we we close our sets right now just to. to oh yeah, like, sure. But let me ask you this: Have you guys watched Date from Hell? I started it. I did oh start God. it. Oh Look, honest reviews. I started mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. She was on the way home. I said, hey, I'm going to pause this, and we're going to watch it when you get home. Whomp, whomp. Never you happened. You guys had sex instead. That really upsets no, we me. Don't, we don't do that. We're married. We, we don't touch things. We've been married for over 10 years. <laughs> what is sex? What like, is, come on. No. <laughs> I'm really glad she doesn't list this shit. But, <laughs> but no, man, I really, I really think, um, to me, you are one of those people that I feel like people should look up to or at least gravitate towards because maybe look up to is not the right word, but you definitely have like your hands on the button when it comes to just all things music, all things metal. And then you got your film stuff and I don't know, man, you're just, you're just a genuine guy and you shoot people straight. And I think that's one of the things that's missing sometimes uh, in, in, in the music scene and I'll, and, and full disclosure, yeah, in any scene, we got we do our does it stank uh, segment every other week where we build mm-hmm. a playlist um, off of new music and whatnot. And we played some stuff last night. It was great. There was some pitchy. There was this. There was that. And one of the guys actually sent an email to me or a message to me and said, "Hey, thanks for reviewing our stuff. Could you tell me what you didn't like about the cleans? Because we really need to nail that down." And we, I just flat out told him, I was like, "It's pitchy and it didn't sound like it had any power behind it." And he, he was, he was, Hey dude, thank you so much. I'm going to send you some more stuff whenever it comes out. And I, and I mean, full disclosure, we're just people like music. Awesome, is though. Yeah. Music is subjective and we just want to make sure I know that the content that I put out, I want to be the best at the time that I do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was setting up this and my computer was just like, wah, 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 and I wanted, yeah. I wanted to throw it through the window, 
but right. but it's just it, it's you know and i'm sure you're the same and especially with film i mean how long you do you do primarily short films right um yeah we are we are in development for uh, a feature right now but right but mostly it's been short films yes okay short films. but but you, but you understand it's like you don't need to put yourself inside of an echo chamber of your homies that's going to say <laughs> That sounds great, you know, just like yeah. just like with anything, and even politics. And I know that we could go down that rabbit hole for a very <laughs> long time, but yeah. Shark Week officially started today at seven o'clock. <laughs> so, so uh, I I know that my wife is like, "You better make that phone call quick, Mister." And I'm like, "Don't you boss me around?" But yes, ma'am. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not the boss of me, but yes, uh, yes, ma'am, yes, yeah. ma'am. But but man, so what's um what's Runescard been up to? In the like, how's Tim and the gang? Like, how's everybody doing? So, um, in, in the the last thing that we did um, was a um, uh, a live a sort of live thing that that we uh, did for a festival, the Sofa a Sofa Fest, uh, and that was the last time that uh, Josh Robbins played bass with us. So that was his last show. So we we had we were down uh, a bass player, and we have been playing a lot with uh, uh uh josh wolfer who was also our um uh, this he's he was sound guy on this last short that i did that's in post and he's gonna and he's working the the short that we're about to shoot as well okay uh, uh so we've been jamming a lot with him and in that um skunk is is asthmatic so he's been really holed up you know understandably uh, so we we haven't been able to play as a full unit uh, for m months, dude. Like months. And Skunk's um, a guitarist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the uh, redhead with the beard and a good rodering. <laughs> I, st yeah. I still have that hat downstairs, and yeah. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I'm so afraid, but not afraid to wear it. It's just like. Is it a red one? It's the red and white one. Oh no! <laughs> make make Rogering great again, yep. or whatever. Yeah, make make, Roger make Rogering great again. That's <laughs> it is such a perfect hat, but it's to it's, the point where I'm like, yeah, I want to wear it, but I don't want the grief that comes with just that I, imagery. Ah, yeah. man, it's yeah. tough. I mean, what 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 kind of world are we living in where just a hat alone infuriates? or triggers you know like, like when you're here's how i kind of equated it when you're listening to when you're listening to some good jams and then you hear something that just off the wall just ruins the whole song mm -hmm. and then and then it's like you know what i'm done with that band fuck them they, they want they want to do it that no like that's mm -hmm. that's how i feel by just like that hat like my <laughs> my family my family voted for him and i've had conversations out the out the wazoo with my dad trying to just like, hey, dad, I know that you, you know, don't get out much of your county. Um, and we're from North Carolina. So, you know, very conservative, dead, not not like deep in the heart, but definitely country folk kind of living. Um, yeah. So it, it's just it, it, it's I want to have these conversations with him because I want to understand like where my father is coming from in in the realm of you know, today's happenings, but he just, he shuts down. He like, he, nope, like stop sending me political stuff, son. And don't talk to me about this. And it's like, dad, I'm not, I'm not trying to ruin your day. Like, I'm just trying to understand like how you view the world because your son over here, that's half, half a country away is seeing it a completely different way. So, 
you know, maybe you could learn something and vice versa. I could learn something too. So it's not the distance either, man. Like my, my dad, he's not half a country away and he sees things completely differently. You know, I I think, I think it really boils down to, I mean, when we're talking politics nowadays, it really boils down to faith. I mean, I could see that you've got QAnon and, um, and there's absolutely no evidence for anything that, that these, that QAnon is promoting. I mean, Zero evidence. Even even and, somebody got voted in, or I guess they got they're, they're, She's running. Oh God, is it like South Dakota or North Dakota? It's somewhere in that region. But she is a full on QAnon believer, and she is representing the party. Yeah, that's it. it, it but that but that's the thing, man. And, and this is why I think it's religion because. And regardless of what you think about religion, this is this. It just completely applies to blind faith. You know, it, this, this, I, I, I totally believe that Donald Trump is secretly working through the networks to bring down a sex trafficking cabal and uh, is liberating children as we speak, basically is, is, is what is what it is. And, um, you know, that's fine if you believe that, I, I you know, it's like. That that is a thing that if it were if it came to light, I will I will gladly eat crow and not Chris. Oh. I will add <laughs> eat, add <laughs> eat. Man, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know it, it, it it's just there, and and I see this on the left also. The the left absolutely have their um their own blind faith sort of sort of thing uh, as well but it's just really really apparent with when you when we talk about support for for donald trump the man who said hey let's take let's take guns and go through due process later and the guy who's running this anti-pedophile cabal still uh as re- as recently as what uh july end of july wishing jelaine maxwell the best yeah oh because her boyfriend died and it, it's there's there's a cognitive dissonance again that that both sides have but it's just really loud and really apparent uh with this uh, you know and i and i know plenty of trump supporters uh who who don't necessarily buy into that you know and they, yeah. and they just they kind of, they focus in on some of the good stuff that that trump has done and i and i do recognize some things some things that Trump has, has done that I agree with. Um, yeah, same here. But, you know, it, it, it really, our political system is boiled down to blind faith. And thank you, Facebook, for that. Thank you, Twitter, for that. Yeah. Because if people didn't just rely on headlines that supposedly tell the whole story, we, we probably wouldn't be... <laughs> exactly where we are i mean not not that i think we'd be a bunch of educated badasses right now i think you know the the herd is is full of idiots and people who who just want to hear themselves talk and and i don't think anyone's an idiot for having an opinion unless you think unless you're like racist or or sexist or something you know i mean they're flat earth yeah i don't know have have you seen a corner of the earth but have you not seen a corner of the earth that's true i've never yeah, met jesus but i've also right. never not met jesus yeah there it is <laughs> you know uh, it, it, it's just, i don't know where i was going i, I yeah I, I guess i i guess i guess i'm i'm, I'm saying that 
there, there are extremes and those extremes are all fed by blind faith. Yeah. And it, it's just the, the right seems to be louder and prouder about it right now. Um, at least those in the right who are loud and prouder, louder and prouder than the moderate right, of which they, I, I believe exists. And yeah. there's a lot of people that, that are speaking up about weird shit now, you know? Yeah, I, I can I can fully attest to just watching because four years ago, four year previous to four years ago, I never I didn't care. I did not care. Right. And when you know, when all of this just started happening and then he got elected and I like I was like, you know what, let's just let's give him a shot. Like you know what? Right. Fuck it. Let's go for it. Because the way that I viewed him, he was just, I want people to love me and me, me, me. I thought that he was going to legalize weed within the first year. I thought he was going to crush it on health care. No, <laughs> but I just thought, I, I assumed he was going to do play all the cards to get people to like him. And then it just, it just fucking flipped it on its head and was just, ah, oh, man. I'm not even sure where we're going with this because... <laughs> But it, now we're just upset. Now we're just <laughs> mad. But yeah. it, it's just it, it is it is very interesting. This this social pro not project, but this this social experiment that's happening yeah. in our world because there's so much going on. I mean, like the blast in Beirut. Yeah, didn't see that coming. And I mean, watching the video of just that ammonium nitrate just light the fuck off. Dude, man, you want to talk about special effects? That was insane. 2020, dude. 2020 is just. I mean, my bingo card is almost full. It's all. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get a new card. Got to get a new card. Got to go to the bingo hall and have my little rubber stamp. What about the aliens? All the alien shit going on. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're real. Uh, Just letting you guys know. Oh, don't worry. They'll bury it in the news feed, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I will. I will say, like you said, um. Or I'll I'll touch back on like the 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 headline readers the click share guys, mm-hmm. please just if you read something click it read the article make it into like the fourth paragraph if there is a fourth paragraph, yeah and and actually take some context because there's some stuff that I've seen that I was just like immediately on the trigger to share and I was like wait let me check this out real quick and oh, then yeah. I get into the body of it and I'm like oh this is complete trash yeah. So, Absolutely. I, 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 I have been victim of that uh, as well. That's why I generally don't share articles. You know, I, I, and I appreciate you coming in and, and giving a, a fresh of breath air to some of the conversations that we have, because to see you interacting in real time with someone that I'm you know very good friends with um, to the tune of two or three people, and you'll just come in there like, well, um, have you ever thought about this or, and you know what, how about that? And I'm not sure it's da, 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 da. So I've, and, and, but it's like this healthy discourse that's, that's happening. Like no one's, we're not mad at each other. We're not gonna, you know, block each other and whatnot. It's like, oh, you are bringing another, another aspect of this that I may not have thought about, you know? And it's yeah, just, yeah. And, and, and I could, you know, by the, at the end of the day, it could be, I could be wrong or I could be operating on, you know, it, incorrect information or lack of information but the 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 important thing for me in interacting like that is not as much being a a teacher or anything or even being right but so much as as 
the more you do it, and if you do that with the same people over and over again, maybe they'll start doing the same thing, and then that'll spread, and then maybe people can start to disagree without hating each other again. Yeah, that's you know? that's the worst is when I see people that I know. Like, I have met a lot of people over my time, and they're all spread out throughout the world, um, and whenever I see a really good friend locally going after someone that I spent years with overseas who's in, you know, wherever USA and they've never met each other. But yet I tell them, you guys would probably get along in person if you guys met. That's the thing. Almost every fucking person who goes at the other person's throat would be best friends in real life. <laughs> and I know that because I've seen best friends in real life go at each other's throat on Facebook. And it, 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 it's ridiculous. Like I, Yesterday I had, you know, I posted, uh, I'm sure maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I posted my let her speak thing, you know, about Joe Jorgensen and and trying to get her in the debate. Oh, yeah. The third party candidate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Yeah. One of of the third, third, fourth, fifth party, whatever. Um, And I consider myself a left leaning independent. But normally libertarians fit the fit the bill for me until they don't know what Aleppo is. Then you know there's that. Oh, but, <laughs> hashtag Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, there's there's all that. But I, so I posted that, and and a, and a friend of mine uh, hopped on and did you know the slap face emoji, and and he's he's very very pro 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 Biden. Actually, I don't know that he's pro Biden so much as he's more anti Trump. You know, and I think that that's where the DNC is hooking their voters in is because we've got this guy that, that uh, they've been conditioned to hate so deeply that uh, they could, they could have put in a turd and for all intents and purposes, they did. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, and they'll vote for him and it's just kind of perpetuating the cycle. That's my personal belief. You can think that I'm wrong. Totally cool. But you know, he comes in at me uh, uh, just being like, you know, it's a it's a it's a wasted vote and it's a protest vote. And one of the things that pisses me off the most is this dismissive attitude. And this generally comes from the left. And this is why I think the left lost in 2016 mm-hmm. was because of the it was because of the, the sort of arrogance. The I look, I know I know better for you, sweetie. So, yeah, you just, you know, follow my lead and whatever. Um, and, and I and and so we were coming down this and I'm like. It's not a protest vote if I believe in this person. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely not a protest vote. And I'm not voting Trump in by voting for somebody else. Trump voters are voting Trump in. And for you to assume that my vote would go to your guy if I didn't vote for Joe Jones right. is uh, equally arrogant, if not more so. And we it just kept going on from there. And, and I, you know, I, I was breaking into his logical fallacies. And this, that, and, and then by the end, he said something that well, hurt me, but I, I'm also conflicted by it. You know, it's kind of like the gay jokes where right. it's like, I don't, I, you know, it's like, I, I get you're trying to piss me off, but I'm not offended by being called gay because it's not a thing anymore, you know? Uh, but he says, he says to me, you're just as off as, as, as any Trump supporter. And though I've met Trump supporters who are off, absolutely. Yes. Um, by and large, including my father and other people who who support, not even support Trump, but but su- support what he does. They're like, yeah, he's a fucking idiot, but I like that he did this or whatever. Yep. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm offended by that, but I don't. 
you know, I don't really feel like I should be <laughs> offended by it. I know the Trump supporter that he's that he's talking about, but that sort of thing. When you're talk when you're talking to somebody, and it's like the person you support becomes the insult. You know, the 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 weapon against you is what you believe. It's a really sad state in which we we live right now as as Americans. It is. We're, more divided than ever on politics and race and um, I think less so religion oddly enough it's I don't I don't hear a lot of it has hear, taken a back seat yeah yeah for right now for the moment it's you know it's, well it is Sunday so yeah, true <laughs> uh, it, it's a it's disheartening you know and 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 you see it in you see it in our music all the time too. And you see it in film. It's just fucking everybody. This is boring to anybody who's listening. They're like, yeah, I know. I see all this shit. Go on. Talk <laughs> about something interesting. Come ah. on. Give me some new music, Ben. What's happening? Like I came, yeah. I came here for Rune's Garden. I'm listening you know to Trump. I, I totally didn't finish up what, what we're doing. We, so we've been recording acoustic versions of, of, of our tunes, uh, of, of some of our tunes. Uh, and we are recording an Elton John cover. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That's interesting. Yeah, the one thing that I that I do because I just was over at the Noise Factory in Georgetown. We were mm -hmm. watching or I was watching Conansor do their live session. And then after that they tore down. Then we did a little brief interview. And we were talking in, in, in between, we were talking about how bands are adapting and what they were what they were doing to basically fill the void of going to shows. I mean, some are mm -hmm. most are still practicing. They're not in person. It's typically remote now. But there's there's a majority of people that do their own kind of like um, uh, what's the word uh, contact tracing. So I know for me when I go and do stuff like that, I know everyone that I've interacted with. There was seven people there today. So mm -hmm. I typically reach back out within a week or so, just as like a hey, just. I know we were together last week hanging out. What's up? Are you still good? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. Whatever, whatever. Yep. Just because I feel like it's it's my obligation, not just to myself and my family, but to anybody else that I come in contact with. Because, like you said, you know, you've got your dad there, mm -hmm. potential potential harm. Plus, you're you know, you went and went to Florida and came back, and your brother was like, "I got it," and your dad's yeah. like, "Well, shit." But you know, I mean, and and speaking of COVID, one thing that I that I don't like to do, but I feel that it's a point that should be made. As of right now, today is August 9th, uh, just shy of 9 p.m. in Central Time. We have 5,044,168 confirmed cases, and we have 162,918 deaths. And that is off of directly from Johns Hopkins data collection. And we all know that those, I mean... It's so crazy whenever they said that if they mark a patient as a COVID death, they get more money. So then there's like, okay, well, That's mark them, true, mark them all COVID deaths. You know, it's like, there's, yeah. like you said, there's so much division and infighting. It's like, man, can someone please just tell me the truth? Can someone yeah, please yeah. just give me good information that I can just go about my life and my day to day operations and just, you know, not yeah, wonder. so the, the, there's I, I dig into a lot of this stuff, and I, I don't remember exactly what, where, where it was, but it's not 
there's not a blanket. You mark them as COVID, whatever, and then then you get you get twenty thousand dollars for death. That that was the rumor going around. That's not yep. that's not true. There is there is uh, there is special funding and assistance for certain things, uh, and I and I forget exactly what they are, so I won't go into it. Uh, but all I know is that I that that I've discovered that that wasn't true, and that, and, that, and that's the problem. That, that's helping to fuel all of this. Is yeah. that there there are there is misinformation. That the media is putting out there, uh, and there's misinformation that the who that who is putting out there, and the, the CDC is putting out there. And the problem is, is that most people don't know how the scientific process works, yep. how the discovery process works. And so, giving giving us the play by play is what's causing the confusion. Uh, you know, well, they said this, but now it's this. Well, it's because the the process as we've discovered, you know, this, that, and the other. Most of the time, you're shielded from all of that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, and 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 then there was that that one report that went out that that, that the in Florida, the reports of uh, testing centers um, sending out, uh, you know, it raised a flag because these testing centers. All uh, submit all of their cases submitted to the CDC numbers are all positive. This is what hundred percent? Yeah, I remember that article. Well, I, 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 have, a, I have a good friend, uh, Jason oh. Taylor, and I'm sure he's fine with me dropping his name because <laughs> he did a really smart thing. He he lives in Florida. He called one of the places, and he said that they were very kind, and they and they got on the horn with him and. No, they are not testing at 100%. It's not positive 100%. They were only requested to present the positive cases. So 100% of the cases that they handed we're to all the positive. CDC were positive. Um, that's not anything I can link to you. That's, uh, you know, you and anybody listening can just dismiss it if you like, because I can't hand it to you. But um, this is a thing that somebody who's very close to me, who I absolutely trust and who is like me always digging into stuff and clearly doing his own legwork. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what he discovered. But, you know, maybe it's worth it for some people to start picking up the phone. It's like, oh, well, that's what I've told, uh, you know, other people are like, no, when, when we were in the early stages before it was uh, the COVID media stuff is a hoax. It was COVID itself is a hoax. Right. Yep. And I have, I have a, a, a buddy in uh, Jersey who was like, yeah, yeah, no, Dev, it's uh, blah, 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 it's all there. I was like, this is when they were getting hit really fucking hard in New York, especially. And I was like, can't you just pick up a phone and call a hospital <laughs> and just ask, like, can you see me in 30 minutes and just see what they say? Yeah. You know, there's there there is there are things that we can do and that, that we can see to verify bullshit from bullshit, you know? Well, this is one of the reasons why I like doing this because I want to take a snapshot of what everyone's personal take is across the nation. Um, I mm -hmm. even spoke to a couple gentlemen in Toronto, Canada, where mm. that is a complete 180 from what's happening down here. Like they're getting $2,000 a month. They have the national health care where you can just go. Now, of course, they, you know, there's caveats to some things, but for the most part, their government is, is really stepping up to the plate to get that to a to a to a manageable level to where people aren't worrying about their paychecks people aren't worrying about their rent or their moratorium on on rent eviction and stuff like that it's just there is so much going on and i feel like our government 
honestly really fucked this up um, mm -hmm. from the jump. And like I'd spoke to uh, a gentleman named Anthony. He's in a uh, hardcore band out of uh, Long Island, New York, band called Resistor. Um, and his story was completely different. Like his his dad was in the hospital. He lived right down the road from that hospital from the hospital that had the morgue trucks parked outside. Um, oh my God. Yeah, he lost uh, he lost a couple friends, or he lost a friend to cancer, but he couldn't they couldn't mourn him properly because of COVID. Um, yeah. Another friend of his lost his dad, and same uh, story. So it's just this whole fucking terrible man, you know. And that's the one thing that I really love about the music community when it's when it's you know in it in full force happening when everybody's touring, when there's shows and everybody's promoting and new merch and new music and new music videos and and then and then you get to then you get to go to the show and you get to high five and hang out and drink some beers and take some shots and, you know, watch people like you and the, and the gang on the, on the, on the stage, just, you know, pouring, you know, your guys's talent and time and effort into entertaining people like me and, 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 and the masses. So, you know, my hat's off to, to musicians from now before current and, and future for, for continuing to follow your guys's passion and, and, and putting forth, you know, like I said, music's subjective, but again, there is, like I was talking to uh, Dave Perry from Fear of Water, like, there's ugly babies in the world. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we equate it to there is bad music, you know, like, the just, but we don't like to make ugly baby music. So I, my hat's off to you and the guys in RuneScard because you guys don't make ugly baby music. You make good music. <laughs> Uh, arguable, but I appreciate it. <laughs> no, nah, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're one of the most humble, humble guys that I've met and, and you're, you're true to form and you call them like you see it. So whether it's online or in person, so my hat's off to you, sir. Thank you. So before we get out of here, where's, uh, uh, is there, is there any, but besides the acoustic stuff, is there anything else new coming out of the RuneScard gate? Or oh yeah, game. like Tim is very prolific with his with his writing. We we haven't we haven't hashed out any brand new songs, but I think one of the things that we're going to do, uh, we weren't planning on on doing it, but we're like, hey, we have three songs in the cover. Why don't we uh, or, or three alternate versions and a cover? Why don't we write a, a a new one that is supposed to be performed acoustically, a brand new one, and we'll you know drop an EP or something like that. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at that. I haven't heard. I, I know Tim is. Tim was telling me after I finished recording vocals the other night that um, he's got an idea stirring around. So he's going to be sharing that. But that that is all where it is. Um, I plan on. I, I have several music videos that I have in mind. Uh, for I have two specific music videos that I already have in mind plotted out and that are COVID friendly. Um, you know, like three people max uh, with like two or three people uh, running, running crew. And then um, one of the things about this shoot that, that we're doing in big spring, one of the guys, his name is um, uh, Joseph Ramirez, I think is his, is his name. Uh, I, I feel, I feel like shit if that's not his, if that's not his last name, <laughs> I know there is a Ramirez on our crew. Maybe there are two. I'm hoping there are, um, you know, kind of cover my bases, Yeah, but um, uh young cat like in his in his 20s and does some amazing animation amazing <gasps> he does so, i'm looking for an animator 
Uh, okay, then I'll connect you with him offline. Oh, please uh, do. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, and and so I've talked to him. I want to do uh, at least if we can afford it a series of at least two music videos that are. Um, and I'm thinking Legionum and maybe even Mammoth, even though Mammoth already has a um, lyric video. I would like to to do that. Just something so we can have like a a narrative, yeah. you know, a part one and a part two. If we could afford it, a part three would be awesome. But I don't think his rate, which is very, very uh, reasonable, reasonable, is is still for for us to do three is uh that's tough, but he's he's definitely worth it, and he's very he's very talented. I will for sure connect uh, uh, connect you guys. Yeah, the um, I, the idea that I have and uh, hashtag TM in the circle. I've already registered it. It's uh, it, it's tales from the pit. So, and 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 the reason and the way I came up with it, we were, me and me and wife were just watching tales from the crypt, and there was this one episode that had like this music kind of theme or something. And I was just fresh off a concert or something. And basically the idea, the concept is, um, for example, for everybody listening, um, all 14 of you, think of your think of your best pit story and then have it animated with like stick figures or, or you know, some... There, there's, that's a great idea. Yeah. So basically as the, as the story's being told, which, and this is the other cool thing, which, because I'm a fan of, of getting everybody involved, because if the community has a little bit invested in it, then it'll have a better chance of thriving. Yeah. And, and share so, your story. And then bingo. when your story's animated, they're going to share that, that animated story with everybody else. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. And, and it's so easy. The only thing that I say is try to keep it, uh, under, under 120 seconds. So two minutes, because I know that animation is a task. Bit. Yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never done it. I've just done some doodle shit on on my iPad. But the the thing that I want is I want that person's voice to be narr- the narrator. So their inflection, you know, their their mannerisms or whatnot. Because then the animator can take that and then bring it to life. And mm-hmm. the one thing that we can't do right now is go to shows and relive those moments or create new memories. So let's just let's go into the vault from, you know, my first wall of death experience of bullet for my Valentine at Orange Peel in Asheville, North Carolina in like 08. Like that was an amazing time. I clotheslined some chick on accident slash purpose, but you know, the guy yeah. next to me was like, I'm going high, you go low. We we're like, all right, let's get it. So <laughs> but, Rodriguez. It's not Ramirez. It's Rodriguez. Okay. <laughs> Good save. Uh, Ramirez, uh, Ramirez is our COVID compliance officer. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna say um, before we get out of here, like that's, I really hats off for you guys taking the the next the 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 steps to make sure that you guys are in compliance and doing everything as safely as possible. And I honestly think that that this will stick with us. For how long, I don't know, because once they kick out a vaccine, of course, some people are going to be like, well, I ain't putting that microchip in my body from Bill Gates. Nope. But <laughs> it's 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 going it's going to be a task to get everybody vaccinated because you got the anti-vax crowd. You've got, you know, all the other people that are like, well, I don't trust the government or whatever. But well, let me let me share something with you that I read today. Sure. Um, I read I, I read uh, and it was an interview with a, with a uh, doctor. Um uh, I was trying to find the doctor's name real quick. Um, so basically, it will never go away. 
COVID-19, the, the idea is that COVID-19 will never go away, but that's not, it's not necessarily a bad, a bad thing. What, what they, what they said was in about two to three years, they don't, they don't see all of this continuing on, not with this strain. So and like that, H1N1, it, when it hit, it was bad and now it's just another form of the flu? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of where it was going with it because he, they were even talking about the, 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 uh, the bovine strain of, um, uh, of, of the SARS uh, virus uh, that there was uh, there were reports of like this terrible, terrible, terrible sickness that, that went out uh, and, and, and not unlike not unlike this. And then it just kind of went away and basically became the common cold. Um, there's the common cold as we know it now. I mean, it, 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 it was long enough ago that we have to rely on, you know, reports and, or, or, you know, just ancillary kind of things in historical texts and stuff like that. So the, the belief is, is that uh, we will reach a level of herd immunity ish, but if it's like the cold, the common cold, you'll never be fully immune to it. I mean, it's yeah. clear because you always get the, the cold, but eventually this will turn into something like that. I don't think that this will ever go away, but I do think it will change. And I think, uh, I think everything will, it won't ever, it won't ever be like it was before, but it will fall into something that is a little bit more normal than what we're going through right now. You know, where yeah. maybe we, maybe we don't have to think twice about shaking someone's hand or, you know, maybe where we're not like, oh, I feel naked without my mask or some shit like right. that. So, so. Well, I think, I honestly think, the one thing that I haven't really heard a lot about, which is kind of counterintuitive, is what else can you do to improve your immunity just overall? You know, like, obviously exercise is good. Um, there's st- mm-hmm. I have read a bunch of studies that a lot of the patients that they're catching are vitamin D uh, deficient, deficient um, which... I honestly, like I take a multivitamin, but then when I started digging into it and and, and looking at all the data points, they're like, yeah, vitamin D, like that's fucking important. You know, zinc, magnesium, like all this other stuff. It's like, look, if you just eat healthy, you exercise and do your due diligence. Chloroquine? Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, uh, I mean, why not? (laughs) Vitamin H, baby. Yeah, let's get it. But no, man, I, I, I think that going forward, we are going to be a more mindful unit of people, especially especially in the music scene, because you get you get in some of them, some of them tightly intimate spaces. I mean, just take Dirty Dog for example, right? Mm-hmm. That is one of. I mean, it's just it, it, it's it's such a condensed location or, or or spot. I mean, but there's plenty of them throughout the country, throughout the world. Mm-hmm. But that's the first one that, that come off my head. But that's you know. Like you said, maybe when we go in there, we're not gonna like high five and hug. It's gonna be like you know, daps and a and a like a oh what's up man like one of them like ass I, out hugs. No, I I think any place where they serve alcohol, people will get loose enough and inhibitions will fly out the window and people will lick each other. It's, just, <laughs> it's like it, yeah, you're gonna see like you're gonna see uh pre drink three me and then post drink me like it. <laughs> yeah right right it's, you know every everybody's gonna have their own personal sneeze guards that they got to walk with the walk yeah. around with you know, yeah. a little things and 
I know I, 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 I uh, the pessimist in me thinks that as soon as there's an, an ounce of normalcy, that people will um, go back to not wiping Flip a their, switch. Their, yeah, yeah, to not cleaning their hands after wiping, and you know, just going going back to all of you know, all of that stuff. But you know, it 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 is what it is. We we have we have uh, our freedoms, and we take them for granted. And then when those freedoms are are threatened or supposedly threatened, then uh, then we. Uh, buckle down and, and wield them as if it were a flag that we've been flying all our entire lives. It's, yeah. it's just, it's just how it is. We are, we are very in Americans are very entitled people. Uh, in some cases, rightly so in many cases, not at all. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's, that's, that's just who we are. And then when the next plague hits, you know, hopefully we'll have a pandemic response team in place. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there my man uh before we uh wh- where can everybody find you at uh find you guys all the ats uh your film absolutely all that stuff uh, you can you can hit uh, all rune scarred stuff uh facebook forward slash rune scarred uh rune scarred.com and that's r-u-n-e-s-c-a-r-r-e-d rune scarred not scared not running scared not run scared not run scarred rune scarred hey i was i was a run scared guy when i first saw it then i was like I ryan Very you're smarter than that it's rune scarred i got it, yeah, got it. If, if we can if we can provide some semblance of literacy <laughs> one club at a time that's that's our goal um yeah so yeah twitter is rune scarred band uh, you can find us on Instagram, RuneScarred, uh, RuneScarred.com if I didn't do that. You can check out my film stuff. we got to revamp our website, but it's idogfilms.com, I standing for indignant. So if you go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash indignant dog films, uh, you can also find us on uh, idogfilms on uh, Instagram as well. Uh, and also on Twitter, same thing, idogfilms. So we're... We're everywhere, whoring, whoring, just whoring. Putting it out there for everybody to come get a piece of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a piece of me, please. Well, man, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to to your acoustic stuff. Well, that too, oh, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I really, I really do want to check out. I do because I, I, I think that you guys, like, you guys are just talented as fuck. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm excited to share the the acoustic stuff. Tim's uh, Tim and, and Josh have been really uh, pushing that forward, and it's not just okay. What's the acoustic version of the song? It's different acoustic takes of it. Like Twist yeah. of Flesh has uh, has sort of a uh, a Johnny Cash swing to it now. Oh, yeah, it's 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 kind of cool. The different the, the the different way that that we're sort of treating him. So it's not just oh, it's the same song, just slower and unplugged. It's um, it's interesting. We're talking about adding, they're talking about, you know, adding trumpet and cello and stuff. So it should be fun. Damn. I'm... And the, and the Elton John tune, I haven't started doing vocals on it yet. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about that because it's one of my most favorite songs ever. Nice. Well, for everybody listening again, he gave you all the deets. Rune Scarred, that's R U N E S C A R E D. So R R E D. He just felt scared, everybody. It's R R E D. But we'll blame did it I miss? Account. Did I miss an R? Yeah, you missed an R. It's God. three R's total, sir. Two R's back to back at the end. I'm fired. 
I'm just going to quit. Terrible way to end this chat. Maybe it's the best way to end the chat. It's probably pretty glorious, actually. <laughs> well, man, thank you very much for the time. Um, I, my apologies uh, for my tardiness. You, but um, now that you're back in Austin, we should uh, we should meet up and maybe yeah. have a beer or something, a safe beer. Yeah, a safe beer. We just won't share the same one. <laughs> like yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect, man. <laughs> uh, all right, brother. Will you take care, and uh, we'll we'll see each other soon. We'll, we'll... sounds good, man. And I uh, I uh, on the Facebookings, I sent you uh, Joseph's information. Awesome, dude. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to this animated stuff. It's... Yeah, dude. Scroll down and take a look, uh, and and you'll see his animated stuff. All right, brother. Well, take care, Vanna. Uh, I will see you when I see you. Sounds good, brother. You take care, man. All right, Thank later. You. All right, bye-bye.